Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Junior Minister Patrick O'Donovan is with us on the programme today. Minister, I believe you want anybody who was involved in rioting, in the riots in Dublin, to have their social welfare payments cut. Why? Uh, good afternoon. Well, <clears throat> we had a, a meeting last night, a very wide-ranging meeting in the aftermath uh, of what was uh, unprecedented violence uh, and an attack uh, on our democracy in Dublin last Thursday. And a range of issues were raised, um, including um, the powers that Fine Gael and government brought in in the 70s, uh, which was around emergency powers and the creation of and use of the Special Criminal Court against the provisional IRA <clears throat> who tried to undermine the state. Uh, and then in the 90s, uh, when Fine Gael again brought in the Criminal Assets Bureau against organised crime, uh, who were again trying to undermine the legitimacy of the state. So last night, a, a number of um, different issues were raised uh, in the context uh, of what is an emerging situation where people are openly trying to undermine the institutions and the organs of the state. Um, and, you know, I have been long time on the record uh, as saying that the revolving door situation where people have a, uh, are out on bail, where they have multiple uh, prosecutions already levelled against them, um, that is a situation that ultimately, to be quite honest about it, in, in most people's minds, has come to a head now. And I think there's a watershed moment. Uh, and people want to see um, real tough penalties, uh, not only in terms uh, of what happened last Thursday, but in terms of incidents that are happening up and down the country, like <clears throat> funerals and weddings where machetes and hammers and every sort of an implement has been brought to it and um, marauding riots are taking place. Not only in Dublin. This isn't just an issue in Dublin. You're not just um, talking it's, it's solely an... about the about what happened last week. You're talking in general, no. really. Stricter, more about... stringent, punitive I'm measures. Talking, I'm talking about financial attachments uh, to people who work or people who don't work for the damage that they cause to either public or private property. They walk away with impunity and they leave the poor misfortunate business people uh, to pick up the pieces. They leave uh, du- Dublin bus to put a new bus back on the road. They leave the council workers to clean up the mess after them. And there's no financial deterrent to any of these people. And, you know, back in the 90s when Fine Gael were bringing in the Criminal Assets Bureau, the same people who were saying now that financial attachment orders wouldn't work were the same people probably then saying, well, it won't work because a lot of these uh, assets are outside of the state. And they were also probably the same people around their ilk back in the 70s that were saying with the use of the Special Criminal Court, you can't do that. I think people around the country, the 97% of the people around the country looking on at the events of not only Dublin, but events that have happened in other parts of the country over the last number of years, are saying that, yes, it's great that we have increased sentences for attacks on emergency workers and Gardaí and longer prison sentences and more prison spaces. Um, But the reality is that it's the migrant workers uh, who are uh, listening to this in shops, in hospitals, in building sites all over the country paying tax that are asking themselves, why is it that we're funding uh, a situation where free legal aid is given out like snuff of the wake? There seems to be no deterrent when it goes to court. Um, it's in one door and out the other. Commit a crime while you're on bail. Uh, and as well as that, no financial impediment for the damage that you cause either to a private property owner uh, or the public exchequer. Why, why are you as a junior minister only, only you know, talking about this and <clears throat> highlighting this now? Should the, well, I'm the not justice... actually... I, I'm not actually. Uh, I'm on the record for a long time uh, as being uh, one of a number of people who believe that uh, we should have far tougher sentences and sentences uh, and prosecutions that don't just involve custodial sentences. 
you know, I'm on the record for that for a long time. Uh, but maybe the events of last week have uh, heralded that people like myself uh, uh, all of a sudden uh, have gotten uh, listened to probably more uh, than we were heretofore. But what I do know is that Noron uh, and Paddy Cooney at a place in time had to make tough decisions to stand between anarchy and the people of Ireland. Now we're in the very same situation. And the call from the people that I represent uh, of the government and, and of all political parties and I think this is not a time that political parties should be divided. And it's certainly not a time for a, a senior opposition spokesperson to have, quote, the Minister for Justice taken out. Uh, that's the kind of language that I grew up with in the 80s, uh, where we knew what a person, when they were taken out, meant. Are you... Uh, and it's a kind of... Are you... Are you, at all, are you like, do you have... Do you faith in your Justice Minister, in your colleague, to deliver on absolutely. this? Absolutely. Absolutely, I do, um, because I believe the, the weight uh, of the entire population of Ireland is behind her. We've had a situation where the Minister for Justice, when she wanted to bring in facial recognition technology, oh, you can't do that. Uh, when we wanted to broaden the CCTV programme, oh, you can't do that. When we wanted body cams and guards, oh, you can't do that. From a variety of different groups and organisations, the only people at the riot in Dublin last Thursday night who didn't have camera or facial recognition technology were the guards. It is not a sustainable situation where we're depriving the people that are out there defending us from anarchy from the technology that they need. And it's also not a sustainable position where you have the men and women uh, of Angarda Shiakana and the Minister for Justice knows my views on this, who are uh, a chilling effect uh, that they might well be uh, the people that will be brought before GSOC mm. for the uh, use of force yeah. and things like okay. that. So look, there is a, this is a, a time in a place in history the same as the murder of Veronica Guerin, the same as the murder of Jerry McCabe, the same as the atrocities that were committed by the provost south and north of the border back in the 70s. We have come to a situation, whether it is people uh, marauding around at funerals with hatchets or bayonets uh, or, or slash hooks uh, in the name of, of, of carrying out some sort of a family feud, whether it is the selling of drugs as it was in Limerick and it was dealt with very strictly by the guards, are now... We are at a place in our time in our history where I believe the Minister for Justice has uh, the full support, the might of the ordinary people of Ireland behind her to do whatever she believes is necessary, including, and nothing should be uh, left off the table, including financial attachments. But to does those that not happen anyway? Like, like, do you not? Like, and I can understand, you know, talking about cutting, cutting the social welfare pe- um, payments of anybody in, in whatever, in you know, in, in whatever case or whatever they're they're accused of. Like, it's headline grabbing stuff. You know, it's it's really popular now to come on today and and say all of this, Minister. And I, I've no doubt that you know, I'm I'm not. Um, I've no doubt we're going to get you know well, a well, huge support. All, uh, for I didn't look to come on. I didn't look to come on. I, I made my remarks at what was supposed to be a private meeting. Yeah, all as well. So I, 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 I didn't. I didn't contact you. No, no, no. We, we asked you. No, no, no. It's not. We, we, yeah. we, we asked you on on the basis yeah. of the but comments that views, you made at the, the Finnegale Parliamentary Party meeting. I have no problem admit, the, saying that at the all. The views that I the views that I enunciated at the Finnegale Parliamentary Party last night are no different to the views that I have been enunciating yeah. okay, at the for years. But can I can I ask you though? I, I'm thinking of people today and I know we're going to get calls now from groups and lobby groups and activists and callers as well who will say that actually cutting the social welfare payments of anybody you know before the courts are accused of X, Y or Z that that's actually is not the right approach totally it's counterproductive only, Well I, I, I wouldn't expect them to say otherwise but it's not just about cutting payments it's also about people if there's any of these people that have a job for instance it ought to be putting a financial attachment on their salary or their take home pay 
I think that there's, there needs to be... You're sort of stereotyping n- though, aren't you? N- I know the only person stereotyping here is yourself. I, I said people who work and people who don't work. There needs to be uh, not only custodial sentences. We need to look at the situation that happened last Thursday through the lens of people like Paddy Cooney and Nora Owen when they did the same thing in the 70s and 90s. Nothing needs to be uh, uh, kept off of the table when it means uh, the restoration and the su- succession of our democracy. It was hard won. And if we allow a situation now where people, just because they're coming from a vested interest lobby group, that they don't like the tone of what it is that people like myself are saying, representing people who get up early in the morning and go out and pay for everything, are people who can't get out by virtue of their disability and are looking on at this absolutely in, in disgust, mm. nothing should be left off of okay. the table. I did hear your, your colleague, um, Heather Humphreys, the Social Protection Minister, Eamon had a, an interview with her there in the news at, at one o'clock and, and, and she said that anybody sent to prison for rioting in Dublin, they will have their welfare payment stopped. That will happen by virtue of the fact that you're incarcerated. But like, there has to be due process in the meantime. Oh, absolutely. But there, that, that, that presumes that they will be incarcerated. They could be given probation. They could be uh, given a non-custodial sentence, in which case I believe there should be financial, some financial recognition to the, to the workers, to the shoe shops, the, the companies up and down the streets that had their stock looted. Looted in the name of what? Uh, and, and, and looted by whom? Um, so, look, I think that over the last number of years, facial recognition technology and the CCTV um, debate really epitomized it uh, for me. It's all stacked in favor of whom? The people at the end of the day who might uh, get caught up in something that they know they shouldn't have gotten caught up in. The vast majority of people want technology used. They want deterrence used. They want more prison spaces. They want longer prison terms. And they want to see a response in the same vein as what we did in the 70s and 90s, which I believe is what we're going to do. Okay. All right, listen, Minister, thank you for, for joining us here today and, and, and uh, uh, sharing your views and, and telling us about your comments from the Parliamentary Party meeting of Fine Gael last night. A um, lot of reaction to this. 87 106 that is the WhatsApp number. Definitely cut people's payments and also send them into the army as well to be trained. Might show them this behaviour will not be tolerated. If they don't want to go into the army, then perhaps we should find prison places. Um, for people. Uh, they're talking in, in, in a fairly general sense. Another listener, if parents can't control their kids, then you let you should let the state do it. Simple as that. Hazel de Norton is with us on the line as well. Um, Hazel is the people, for, people before profit, I should say, councillor. Hazel, do you agree with Minister O'Donovan? Um, I, I, I don't in the aspect that I think the minister is exposing his lack of understanding of the root causes of issues that have played out over the last few years, I will say, because we have been asking the government to react on this, on the the, the whipping up and the inflaming of um, disadvantaged communities for, I'd say, over two years at least. I mean, this time last year, I was only reflecting on it. We had a situation in our own area where a mob marched on one of the councillor's homes and terrorised his wife and children. And we never received as much support from any of the government to tackle any of it. We were left on our own dealing with it. I was called out and asked to be confronted on because apparently I was smuggling uh, migrant men into schools and there was no support or communication coming forth. So it's a frustrating to hear now uh, when things have gotten so bad that they've lost control of it on such a public way within their own areas or within the, the centre of town that there's such a response. 
I mean, even if we're looking at the case of uh, the minister saying there about revolving doors and prison systems, you only have to go on and look at the Irish Penal Reform Trust to see what they're flagging with the issues are within the, the prison system. I mean, you're looking at the likes of the community sector on their knees since recession times. They're the ones that are left carrying the weight of this. And they're the ones that I will go to and say, how are we going to be tackling the issues that are going on in these areas? What's the needs? What's the family support? All of the stuff that the solutions that they would have, and they're just not getting listened to. So, like, what what if you do then? If if you go and somebody, you know, gets locked up for whatever they're doing, gets their money taken off them, you know, the crime has happened. So why are we not going in? Why are we not tackling poverty and inequality and whatever it may be? But the what about the inequality that happened in Dublin's inner city last week, and the the but people that's happening the, everywhere? But sure, that doesn't like, make it right. That's in community. Here, who has said it was right? Everybody's condoning it. I think we've moved beyond the part of whether it was right. But does Minister O'Donovan not have a point to, to all of the um, Noel Kelly, the jeweller that was with me here on O'Connell Street earlier in the week, to all the other businesses, you know, that were really badly affected, like their property damaged, their business ruined in the lead up to Christmas, the stock stolen, like all of the things that happened last week. Should they not get some? Should they not get something or, or some form of compensation or something? For the last year, even prime time, everybody's been saying about the level of violence or intimidation that's been going around on the streets. This is is a build-up of something that has imploded. But the signals were there to say that this was going to happen. The minute that I heard the unfortunate, the horrific situation that happened inside the school on Parnell Street, I knew straight away, I said, these families aren't even going to be given a chance to get responses. I knew exactly what was going to happen because I could see it unfolding live online on social media. We've been calling for the social media companies to be held responsible. So to say that for it to get out of hand the way that it did, I think there is going to have to be some answers, whether it's from Drew Harris or whether it's from the Minister. But I do think, and I've always said this, Andrea, and I know you've been very fair in it, is like bringing in the law end of this decline approach isn't going to solve it. All we're doing is masking it. We have to, the government has to start listening to communities to say they need resources to be dealing with this as an early intervention, family support and at the root causes. Michael McLaughlin's on the line as well, Hazel. Michael is from um, Youth Work Ireland. Michael, like, have you and your colleagues been left sort of carrying the can here now over years of lack of investment in sport? Yeah, that would be the case. And I did hear that this particular proposal was targeted at young people and social welfare, although the minister walked it back a bit. At the end of the day, I think, like you say, there is attachment to earnings. These things are all there, so I'm not sure why it's suddenly coming up and we're suddenly talking about it. And like your previous contributor said, uh, we're based in the North Inner City, I mean, it, life is tough there and we have had the absence of Gardaí has been absolutely so clear and so dramatic over the last five or ten years. When you've opened drug dealing, you've got intimidation and violence on the street. It's been almost a Garda-free zone and kind of a politician-free zone for a long time too. And now there's a, there's a lot of interest all of a sudden. So I think, you know, we need cool heads. Uh, uh, attachment earnings exists. It's up to the courts to decide on that. I and mean, like rioting is, is against the rule of law. So if you support the rule of law, they have to support the independence of the courts, make their judgments, uh, have the convictions if they arise for these people and many more people. And then we have to sit down and think, what kind of system do we want? And if the minister, who's he's part of the government, I don't know why he has to call for it if he's in the government, uh, bring forward the proposal, publish some legislation, come up with the ideas. But, but I think running around now a few days after the riots, calling to change this and change that, I'm not sure that's the best response. It's not the response people want. I think we need to support the Gardaí and support the measures that they've identified and get that sorted first and then we will start thinking about the long term.
just to clarify, Michael, like if some, you know, the the minister was out today, actually the minister in charge of all of this, Heather Humphreys, the social protection uh, from the social protection, protection department. And like, you know, she was kind of making it clear there today because obviously she's been asked about Patrick O'Donovan's, about Patrick O'Donovan's comments. And she she's making it very clear that, you know, if you're sent uh, to prison for rioting in Dublin, people will have their welfare payments stopped. You know, anybody found guilty of a crime and sent to prison anyway, this is going to happen. There is a legal process. However, Patrick O'Donovan made the point uh, with me a few moments ago that he's talking about, now not just talking about last Thursday's incidents or the rioting, but in general, if people though then are are a suspended sentence, um, bail, you know, or maybe a curfew with the guards, sign on, whatever at a station, this kind of stuff. Like you're not actually sent to prison. Can payments, you know, can the pay, can there be an attachment to your welfare payment then if you happen to be in receipt of one? Well, I can only assume because the minister is calling for something that there would be probably need to be a change in, in the law or something like that. I think attachment to earnings arises often in civil cases. But I think it does apply in the social welfare code to a limited degree for uh, child maintenance and such like. So, look, all these things would take time and debate. No one's going to rule out absolutely anything, but particularly I felt some people were targeting young people with this and let's get the young people and take their dole away. They've already, by the way, had their job seekers allowance cut in half by the government and no one seems to care about that at all. And most people now unemployed in the in the inner city are, are on uh, 50% if they're on social welfare. I think the same point I made, I think we have to like think long term about these things, have a debate. I think now is not the time to say change this, change that, change the other, particularly if involved what sounds like you know complicated legislation and various things like that. We've seen in the past when you bring in these measures after any crisis, you nearly always find out you know, afterwards that they're flawed and they don't work and there's problems with them. So uh, we need better policing. That's a priority today. And that's what we should, everyone should be focusing on. The minister also seems to be talking a lot about the party and historical figures. That's not what we want to be talking about now. We need this party politics and people fighting in the doll. We need a unified voice. And I think you know, coming down too hard on a community that's already... You know, a lot of people who weren't on the streets but who were reliant on social welfare and trying to get on in life and, you know, trying, you know, again, maybe in some ways vilify that community. I'm not saying the ministry is that, but some people are doing that and that, that raises a lot of concerns most people. Chair is with me on the line. Is a lot of callers getting in touch on, on WhatsApp too about this. Chair, um, do you think that people's social welfare payments, like, should there be a cut in, 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 in cases like this or in other instances? I would totally and absolutely agree with Junior Minister Patrick O'Donovan, Andrea. Uh, absolutely, 100%. And even you don't think it's too soon to be reacting, like Michael said no, there a see, moment ago? You see, Andrea, the problem with this country is, you know, it's all about legislation, legislation, and we have to debate this, and we have to debate that. It's time now for the softly, softly approach to stop, and that starts with government. Right. We've all been cut out. The Minister for Justice has been cut out through Harris's last addressing room. I don't think his position is tenable anymore. But to stick to the point you're talking about today, absolutely, it should be rushed through the door immediately without even thinking about it and hit these tugs and these scumbags in their pockets where it hurts. Full stop. And I totally agree with Patrick O'Donovan what he said. And he's proposed. A lot of people, Hazel, agree with you. Can I just, and I, I might come in on one of those points because I did actually work with some people in the communities uh, across the city who did have financial 
um, restrictions put on them when they were in the prison system. And what I found was is it was a struggle for them to try and get back out to get a job with a record. And what it did was actually push them forward or into crime because you do need finances to survive in any part of society now. So it, it actually prolonged their linkage in with the crime or activity or whatever. And some of it was drug dealing as well because of the nature of trying to find an income to sustain themselves. So what are we asking for them? We're, trying, we're, we're now reacting and saying we need to financially penalise people. But what are they going to do then to survive? So we're actually just perpetrating a circular situation there where it's going to come back on itself. And that's the experience I have had from that being a case, you know. It's a fair point, Chair, isn't it, like? Can I reply to Hazel there? Well, Hazel and Andrea, it's very simple. You do the crime, you do the time. Financially, or imprisonment, don't get involved in crime in the first place. I have absolutely zero respect or any sort of tolerability for these scumbags. Don't get involved in crime in the first place. Parents should be held responsible for anybody under the age of 16, says uh, Sean in Westport, heavily fined, maybe 500 hours for community service in whatever the crime is that they uh, they were a part of. 500 hours of community service then for those over 16 who were caught behaving um, maybe in riots or anything like we witnessed last week. As Texter, we're sure we're one of the most generous welfare states in the world. Too many excuses made for, uh, for people nowadays. Um, another listener, no, absolutely not. Don't cut the money. Cutting the money is not the answer. Force them to work for free, perhaps in the shops that they destroyed. Cutting their money is not fair to families that many others rely on. Hazel is, is right about that point. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. Should people have their social welfare payments cut uh, if they're involved in some of the incidents that we, we witnessed last week? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.